The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, the 29th of March, 2012. This is Jim Hedger from DigitalAlwaysMedia.com, joined by Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. And uh, Dave, we had a two-week hiatus. We're, we're back on the air. It's been a, uh, a, a kind of crazy two weeks. Um, I, I, how you doing, bro? I am uh, I'm doing fantastic. Well, I mean, I, as fantastic as I could be. I discovered that don't go to the gym and then go to yoga. Uh, immediately after if you want to feel good the next day but that, <laughs> i saw that on your facebook well. post <laughs> um how about you how is the east coast uh cold it turned cold again suddenly it's uh gonna snow tonight apparently uh okay. it was summertime temperatures here last week but that has stopped but things are going great uh the company is rocking and rolling um business is picking up um, and I think we're seeing this across the board. If I'm reading all of your Facebook and tweet messages correctly, uh, folks is getting busier. And, um, you know, it's busy season's coming up. It gets, it's conference season all over again. Uh, SES New York happened last week, and that tends to be the traditional kickoff to the 10-month-long conference season. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, my company just signed an absurdly big contract with the Fortune 500, thank goodness. And uh, it's going to be a, honestly, I think the whole SEO community, the whole SEM community is going to be busy from now until uh, whenever, because everyone's business seems to be picking up now. Yep. Yeah. No, I uh, I agree. I think you're right. Um, and who can complain? Who's in the industry? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and I, I think it's going to have a lot to do with uh, you know we have Google to thank in a weird way. You go across the web, and, you, and you, all you can read about are, are complaints about this, complaints about that. You know, complaints that they're changing links or this or that. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing, and I'm sure from the sounds of it, you're seeing, and what a lot of us are seeing is this makes us more necessary because it's getting harder. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Now, I mean, this is something I really I want I want to obsess on today um google and what's happening at google but yeah it makes us busier it, it i mean it's kind of sad to say but the truth is if there's confusion sown in the marketplace it makes the value of a really good seo that much more you know well that much more valuable yep um, well and i think this is something that we were touching on uh, even a couple weeks ago um, you know, the, the question had been posed, you know, are all these help manuals and stuff kind of killing us, right? Like, is us putting out information um, to help others and, and to understand what we do, is it actually hurting us? And, and I'm sure you remember the conversation and, and the debate that ensued. Uh, and it's, it's exactly things like what we're seeing currently with, you know, 
hand updates coming out of nowhere and Google changing, you know, how they're, how they're looking at links and, and what may be considered a violation and, and things like that. Um, and, and this is why there are professionals, <laughs> because these are people who not only know to watch for it and know to react, um, but in a lot of cases would know in advance. Um, what was coming would know you know i mean the blog networks are 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 crashing around us well you know people who are seasoned seos who've been watching like yourself um who've been doing this for what are we at now jim 15 years you've been doing this (laughs) yeah something like that a decade and a half of my life yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) um you know and, and and you would know to sort of prep for this uh for this sort of uh, I'll prep yeah, it. Check this out, man. Get a letter. A little bit, and you know, I mean, it, you know, it's not to say every SEO that I I know and and have respect for, um, you know, sticks to the, the the pure white. I mean, I know many, and so do you, right? I mean, there's the black hat, white hat sessions. People I view as really solid SEOs can talk a little bit about what goes on on the other side of the of the curtain, but. Um, you know, if you could see it coming, you would know, you know, diversify things. Don't rely on, on the things that you know may not be, you know, direct violations. If I, you know, I could find loopholes in reading Google's guidelines as to why what I do is okay, because it doesn't explicitly say this thing, but you know what they're trying to do. Follow it. And, and, and this is making us more, uh, more necessary. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The more complex it gets, um, and the more moving parts there are, um, you know, the more, People are specializing, and, and the more necessary each of these um, each of these layers is. So. Oh, for I sure. like it. <laughs> now, where do you even begin? Okay, so as I said earlier, I'm still doing this big happy dance because my company landed a very large um, six figure and then six figure contract that has the promise of after work for years to come. So I'm pretty pleased. But I get a letter from from this this now client. About a week and a half ago, maybe a week ago, um, one of their IT people had been reading about the the pending Google over-optimization penalties, Mm -hmm. and they got all concerned. They got all worried, and as they should. You know, they're they're about to give my company a uh, small fortune worth of money to do work for them. Do we really, are we really on top of stuff? And I had the benefit, I I was so pleased to be able to write back. We have written this, we have already written into our proposal to you that uh, a plan in reaction to what we knew was coming down the pipe. A year ago, you knew Google was going to be introducing this. Yeah. At the first Panda update, you knew that Google was going to be like ultimately uh, cracking down if they're going after crappy content networks. And I should say what what were at the time crappy content networks because we've seen demand media and we've seen eHow really improve their game in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't want to I don't want to trash those two companies at all. But a year ago, I'd have had no problem trashing them. Um, if Google was going after them, you knew it was only a matter of time before Google goes after poorly crafted. Uh, original content and, you know, just the obvious network o links of poorly crafted original content that SEOs had turned to in reaction to Panda. You knew it was coming. And, again, if you hang around long enough, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I get it right every time or, or Dave, I'm 
not saying that that necessarily maybe maybe you do get it right every time. I know I don't every um, single time. <laughs> but I am telling you, you hang around long enough, and you can see what's coming down the pipe just by watching the pre- you know your behavior of years previously. Except now, everything's changing, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even sure what Google is anymore. You know? Oh no, and that's that's a fair question. Um, but I think at the end of the day, and I mean, you know, a, a lesson that that everybody um, could pick up on. And I mean, sometimes I have to remind myself of this when I'm looking at strategy, especially if I'm looking at you know, say, affiliate sites or, or things like that. Um, is is really taking a look and, and asking myself when I'm looking at an individual strategy or looking at an over overarching structure of a site or, or things like that, and ask the question, what would Google do? Right, like what. Not just, gee, what can I do? What can I get away with? But what is Google trying to do here? When, when I search, you know, query X, when I search, you know, Jim Hedger, right, what information should Google be trying to give me? Now, they may fail, and, and goodness knows they failed many times in, in providing relevant results at any given time, you can see. But as, and I won't name names because it's from a different search engine, but as, uh, as a friend of both yours and mine said, it's really, really hard to build a search engine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I know you remember the conversation that, that we were having there. So fair enough. They're, they're not going to always get it right, and there's, there's going to be some problems there. But um, you know, what are they trying to accomplish? And, and if you're making sure your strategies kind of lean towards that. I mean, sometimes, I shouldn't say everybody's going to go into the gray. It's, it's not necessary most of the time. But there are instances where, where SEOs or webmasters are going to head into, into kind of the light gray. Um, and, you know, some heading further, but, but I try and avoid that like the plague. Um, you know, but if you're looking at your strategy and going, but it looks like something that looks like what Google would be trying to do <laughs> or, or would be trying to reward, then, then, you know, at least you're answering the question kind of honestly. Um, you know, does Google want to see 100% of this kind of link with this kind of anchor text? No, it's not natural. So it might have worked, and it might even work right now in your instance. But it can't work forever because that's not what it's supposed to be, right? And, and these sort of things. So, and I think that's where, and, and, and we've touched on it a couple times, where, um, you know, sort of dealing with people who are a little more experienced in understanding, you know, what Google is trying to accomplish, what is a good search result. Just because it's your site and you think the pink cats are pretty doesn't mean your site is a good search result. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, heck, SEOs might be a, a valuable thing just because they will look at that and be able to give you that honest feedback and go, no, your site does not match what is a good result. Here's what needs to be done. Um, because, you know, I, I know from my own experience, I'm having my site designed by a professional designer. Hey, internally, we combined, we've got the skills to build this thing, but I don't know if my baby's ugly. <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, okay, so, so, uh, so Dave, this, this, this begs a question that I was going to ask, but is actually being asked in our chat room live time. Um, Brian Donovan asks, uh, a two-part question, really. Um, how do you guys categorize over-optimization penalties? And he, he notes, uh, as an addition, even following Google's best practices is now game for penalization. Now, uh, if, if you don't mind, I, I want to jump on this one first, and then, sure. and then leave the leave a barn door open for you to jump onto, um, or jump through. But I don't categorize over optimization penalties. I used to be an algo chaser. I used to really really care deeply about every new shift in the algorithm. I read uh, Bill Slosky's um, work with a much finer detail than I do today. 
I, I read Bill Slosky religiously just to keep up, but I used to have to understand everything Bill was writing. I think Which is Dave, difficult at the best of times, but go ahead, because he covers some pretty hardcore <laughs> stuff. You, you hit one of the pillars of, of, of uh, what I think Google is looking at when you said, is it natural? Would this happen in the real world? Would this happen for, quote-unquote, organic reasons? Um, there's so many rules now. There's, there's who the hell knows how many signal points in Google or Bing's algorithm. There's more than 20. There's more than 70. There's more than 100. <laughs> um, maybe there's 1,100. Maybe there's 11,000. We don't know. We do know about, uh, well, we do know tens of thousands of possible signal points we've thought of or come across throughout our, 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 our careers. But there are a few solids, immutables, things that just don't change that we do know to be true. Number one, Google's stated mission <laughs> I feel like Dick Cheney when I'm saying this. Okay, Google's stated mission is... <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> okay, Google's stated mission is to serve up the best possible results for any given search query. And that's a pretty darn general statement. So let's get a bit more specific. Google's new stated results is to serve the very best results for Dave Davies or Bryant Donovan, or Jim Hedgers, or whomever's search query at that given moment, where, depending on where they are, what device they're using, and again, we're introducing dozens, if not hundreds, of new signal points with every sentence. But the one thing that's, that's steady through all of this is delivering the best possible content to match the query. The only quibbling question is, what are they doing to determine what is and is not the best possible content. Now, it was the SEO role, the SEO's role at one time to improve websites to express that content in the most optimal way. I'm writing a page about, I'm, I'm marketing a website about blue widgets. Google's going to bloody well know this page is about blue bloody widgets. Now it's more about um, making extremely useful, relevant content and pushing traffic across it in seemingly natural, organic ways. But it still comes down to, you know, the repository, a growing repository of really good, relevant content. And that's the one thing that ain't changed from day one. What, 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 what do you think about that? Um, well, I think you're right. And, I mean, I think we, we end up in a, as we're seeing moving forward, and this sort of, you know, let's predict the, the future as, as best we can, um, that it's becoming more and more complex for SEOs, website owners, businesses, because um, not only are we looking at just the, the purest algorithms that historically, I mean, you know, I remember you know you and I working together at, a, at another firm, and, and we'll wish a, a happy birthday to that firm here in, in just a little bit, or, or at least the owner of it. The owner of it. Um, but now we're also looking at, uh, and, and you touched on it there, going the most relevant result for Dave. Right or the most relevant result for Jim. And well, don't forget, and I, based on based on where Dave things. is while doing the search, not just not just for Dave, but based on where Dave is. Right, 
And that makes it entirely different. And as SEOs, it becomes our obligation. I mean, this is going to impact some queries. It's not going to impact others, right? There will be just generic queries that are meant to be, uh, you know, a, a very, very specific thing. Those ones, you know, wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be adjusted too much. Um, you know, I'm looking up information on, uh, you know, implied in it is I'm looking for information on blue widgets. You know, whatever I punch in, the history of blue widgets. Okay, I'm looking for the history of blue widgets. It's, it is what it is, right? So um, you would expect to see a, a more static, um, you know, set of results that, you know, you and I would tend to see probably exactly the same thing, if not extremely close, whereas if I entered a query like, you know, buy blue widgets online, Okay, now I would expect you and I to start to see very different things because you're in a different location than I'm in, or um, you know, and even looking up, you know, blue widgets. Well, what if there's some press release, right? I mean, where where we're starting to see real real skews and things based on time, location, um, and then looking at my personal history and going, well, Dave likes you know to see more you know right wing news about blue widget manufacturers, whereas Jim tends to like to see you know more left wing information about you know blue widget manufacturers or whatnot, right, or, or pol- legal policy on blue widgets. Um, you know, so as this customization comes in, as SEOs and as website owners, we need to start looking um, forward and going, okay, to match this, we need to get ahead of the game and try and predict what is Google going to assume if I know that, um, you know, the, the, the blue widget policies that I'm setting forth tend to lean towards, you know, the, the left, um, okay, then I need to make sure that I'm matching what would more likely show up for Jim than Dave, right, or, or these sorts of things. So it now becomes our job as SEOs to go, okay, this is about inbound marketing. This isn't just about showing up on a, on a static set of search results. How do I make sure that my news now also gets associated with other news or, or, or similar structures of news that would also apply into this market. So where are these news points being, being linked at? Where are, you know, so we're having to think one step ahead of the game and try and predict how is Google going to tie these things together um, and, and, and connect the dots between what's different between Jim and Dave. Um, in what their their histories are and, and what their preferences are when they're looking at stuff. I may look up queries because I always like to buy stuff online. You might look it up because you always want to, you know, see stuff. So going back and, and sort of uh, going against my, my previous statement that something like, you know, Blue Widgets Pure might be, um, you know, a more static set of results. If I tend to buy stuff every time I go online, you know, maybe it would show me more shopping-based results, whereas if you searched it up, it might give you Wikipedia, right, because it's looking up history. So it's going to be interesting moving forward, and we're not quite there yet, but as we move forward, trying to, to figure out what elements of the algorithm they're adding in um, to, to try and get this predictive thing and go, okay, now what do we do? Because I'm writing about something that, you know, Blue Widget policy is a little bit, you know, leans towards the left on the launches of, you know, Blue Widget freedom in the world or whatever. Um, you know, how do I make sure that that news gets tagged as similar to news that Jim would normally see? Because I'm trying to get in front of Jim if he looks up Blue Widgets, and I want to make sure I'm associated with that. I don't really care so much about Dave. Um, you know, and I'm just listing left and right examples. I'm not actually making sure, political sure. statements about you and I, obviously. But, um, you know, so it's going to be interesting going forward. And again, going back in the, in the sort of conversation a little bit, this is where, um, you know, having people who are, you know, kind of constantly watching. And this is why firms like yours or mine, or, and, you know, many are around, uh, you know, I know lots of SEOs who are noticing upticks. 
um, and internet marketers who are noticing upticks. Um, you know, this is why we're getting busier. It is this complexity, and as these things happen, I think it's becoming really, really clear that it is just getting more complex. Like we're seeing one after another after another, just in rapid succession. And I think there's sort of a shock and awe aspect of this to business owners and, and you know, sort of smaller you know, in-house SEOs who've, who've been able to, to hold it. And this isn't a judgment on, on in-house. There's, there's many really talented ones. But you can see this sort of shock and awe effect coming in where it's just like, and they could react to the first, and they could react to the second. But they're still reacting to like three algorithms ago rather, you know, than, <laughs> than having the history that say you would. Because, you know, let's say, for example, they've only been doing SEO for a couple of years, which is a good, you know, there's a good talent pool there. But you know, somebody like yourself can look back historically and go, okay, I've seen these three updates come in in, in you know, fairly rapid succession. Okay, I can see what they're kind of trying to do because I saw this happen in, you know, whatever, the Florida update, right, and, and how things progress there. So, okay, now let me try and predict, you know, five or six algorithm updates down the road. Not perfectly, but at least going, I can see what they're trying to accomplish. So, okay, let's make the changes required to match what they're going to be doing six months from now instead of trying to react to the last one. Um, and always trying to play catch up, and by the time you've repaired, there's something else kicking you in the butt, kind of thing. So, um, well, it's, you know what? It's it, it's funny you should mention Florida because I'm going to be going back to Florida when we come back after the break to remind the audience of the most salient point in that was it 78, 79 points that were made in the in the in the Florida update. One of them was incredibly important, and it haunts us to this day. And we're going to be talking about that when we come back on Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f***. (gasps) What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. Performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. 
WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Web Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, we're sort of talking about Google and Google's history and knowing the history of Google or Bing to, you know, be a, a good and uh, seemingly prescient SEO, someone who knows the future before it happens. And, you know, I'm going to suggest that if you keep up with this stuff religiously, you do know the future before it happens because, um, well, if you know... Uh, how's that old adage go, that old saying, uh, those who control the past control the future? It doesn't quite work that way anymore. Those who understand the past understand the past to the future. I think that's, that's more of how it works in, in, in our industry. And something that happened in the past that actually was that, – that made my career was uh, at the time the most significant update Google had ever made. And they called it the Florida update. And um, – David, when you were talking earlier about um, understanding different iterations of Google's algorithms as, as, as history has gone on, um, I wanted to mention that many of these things don't go away just because there's a new algorithm update. Okay, so we're in Panda 2.7 or something now. That doesn't mean that the improvements made to the infrastructure during um, Jag or Big Daddy – and the and and the attendant uh, changes to how Google stores and spiders websites made during that time they haven't gone away they've just been added to. Similarly, um, all the updates that have happened in the eight years since the Florida update doesn't mean that they've erased what happened during the Florida update. And there was one critical piece of information that every client, every SEO. Um, every webmaster needs to know about Google that they spelled out clearly in the Florida update. And that is the moment your website goes online and gets you know, into Google's index, a dossier is kept about that website. Google starts compiling everything that ever happened around that domain, the, the URL. And much like the Wayback Machine, it can reference where the URL was in May 2005, in September 2009, and where it is today in March 2012. It notices link footprints, user behaviors, web, web pages that get added to the website, other types of web documents that get added to the, to the website, such as uh, video or audio files or what have you. Everything that happens around that domain gets recorded and is part of Google's overall impression of what it thinks about your website. And this is why people um, caution against buying old websites for PageRank. Unless you know the uh, Provence, the absolute history of that site, you honestly don't know what you're getting. You could have got a spam machine from, ten from like three or four years ago. And just because it's changed ownership, and even if content's changed there, it's still a dark mark on your record. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, again, I just, just you know, I've, I've explained this to clients a number of times. Um, and you know, you get you hear the weird silence on the other end when when they did something wrong a couple of years ago that they didn't <laughs> tell you about, and you, then you feel like Doctor House. God damn it! Everybody lies to me. Right, right. Well, I mean, and, and it, <laughs> it is very true. And one of the things that I think, I mean, you you talked about uh, about traffic, and I think one of the things that people don't understand. Um, there, there seems to be this belief, at least with, with clients that I talk to or prospective clients that I talk to, maybe you hear the same thing. And, and if you know, this is one of our listeners, hey, don't feel bad, but here's a little tidbit of information. Um, there seems to be this, this false belief that, hey, well, I don't have Google Analytics on my site, so Google doesn't know what people are doing. Well, it's true that that will, will limit. Google knows when you show up in the search results. It's really clear. Look at your webmaster tools, and you'll see. They know. Um, they also know the click-through rate. They know when people are back at Google. So they do understand what people are doing at your site. Yes, analytics will, will help Google understand more about what users, you know, what pages are traveling through and, and this and that. Um, but people do understand, and that is going to be part of that exact same dossier. What is your click-through rate? What is it over time? And that's going to help them. I mean, we, we know from their patents, and, you know, God bless Bill Slosky for keeping us all on our toes boat. <laughs> you know, stuff like this. We do know that they take a look at things like what is your click-through rate? What is your stick time? What is, you know, basically, what is the visitor doing once they get to your site? Um, and they are keeping a dossier, and they are taking a look at things like, is this a search query that requires content that changes or, or that implies that it should result in content that changes? Or is it a query that result, you know, is, is better served by content that is, it is more static? Um, you know, say like a, a website like mine, for example. Um, in our blog area, somebody searches SEO news or something like that. Yes, I would ex- Google should rightfully expect that this is going to be fresh content, and if I'm not providing fresh content, I shouldn't rank for it, whereas you know, an individual service or this or that, well, if, unless their services change at a given time, it would remain a fairly static page, or contact form should remain a fairly static page. And Google needs to, to use these signals. Well, what better signal um, than watching what a user is doing, going, well, they click through, you know, they searched, you know, whatever, SEO training services, and they click through to Dave's site, and you know, they, we didn't see them again for like three hours. So we can assume that, you know, they were navigating through and called up and whatever, like that they found their end game there, um, you know, and, and, and found what they needed, and, and that was it. Or even went back to Google, but then, you know, started looking up blue widgets. Well, Google can use that as a signal that either the query that they entered initially was wrong, and so they, they knew that, and I won't get penalized for it, um, because obviously their query was was the problem in that case, or, you know, they'll refine it further after that, um, you know, or they found what they wanted and are, you know, now distracted looking up something else, you know, and fair enough, I shouldn't be penalized for that either, my site, and, and these are things that I think are, are missing, at least on our, on our clients, uh, a lot of the people that I talk to sake is, is this understanding that it's not just about, you know, this, this, algorithm, um, as we've already talked about, it's also about getting in front of people, understanding who you're trying to get in front of, not so much now, but looking ahead and figuring out ways to tie whatever your news pieces are, information is tying that to the demographic that you're also targeting. Uh, But then also, look into your analytics, see what's happening when people are clicking through on these phrases that you're wanting to, to capture them on. Think about your phrases and figure out, is this indicative of a phrase um, that should have fresh content. Okay, now we need to make these adjustments to to the way that we look at our own content and the way we look at our own website. 
um, to make sure that we're matching what we have to know is what Google's looking at. If people are staying searching, you know, whatever SEO services and staying at my site for 15 seconds, you know what, Google wants to penalize me for that. Good call, <laughs> because I'm obviously not relevant for that phrase. I may be relevant for other phrases, um, but I wouldn't be relevant for that one. So it's, uh, you know, uh, taking a, a look further, as, as, as you um, sort of pointed out, and, and, and understanding that they are creating this dossier, and they can look over time and see how traffic's reacting over time on your site. And if the traffic's getting worse and worse, they could then basically take a look at your site. You know, if your traffic was, you know, your, your traffic for a phrase was staying three minutes, and it's now staying a minute and a half, well, Google knows they used to stay for three. They now know you're staying for a minute and a half. They can glean from that that your content is becoming less relevant over time. Um, mm-hmm. whatever the searcher is looking for. Um, you can expect your rankings to, to follow the way of your traffic stick time. Now, there's, there's beyond that, I mean, uh, a lot of what we're talking about could be called old-school SEO, uh, on-page, uh, on-page behaviors, um, on-page, you know, on, 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 the stuff that we can affect directly as SEOs. <laughs> I can <coughs> listen to Tim Ash for hours and then go build a landing page or build a, you know, build all of my pages with conversion optimization principles in mind. And that's, you know, that's still a relatively new concept in SEO. It's, what, two, three years old. <coughs> but it falls into what, what I think is going to be considered old-school SEO thought. Now, you crossed a Rubicon uh, just before a break when you used the phrase inbound marketers. Because I'm afraid, like, you know, somebody had, somebody had to mention it during this show. One of us had to, had to talk about it, uh, that phrase. And I, I want to touch on that in a second. Um, uh, I'm going to let you finish, but I want to touch on that in a second. Um, something that I'm puzzling over, and, this, and this, is, this, this is really bothering me. I've always prided myself in being one of those look-forward kind of people. I, uh, I like amazing my friends and clients and staff by by telling them what's going to happen three or four months down the road and actually being close to correct. And I'm having a really hard time doing that now because Google has doubled down on this search plus your world slash Google plus um, slash, you know, um, uh, almost feels like forced social signals you got to participate in Google Plus like it a lot. And nobody wants to, eh? even though it's an extraordinary little machine. Nobody wants to because nobody cares. I haven't been to Google Plus in I don't know how long, although I see everything coming up in my feeds. Um, but the thing is, I think that this massive initiative that they're on right now, that they've invested, uh, you know, as was pointed out in the chat room, that they've invested huge amounts of time and huge amounts of resources, and have lost really good, skilled people over. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to fail. But this is their plan. This is the only plan they have that I know of that I can put my finger on and say, yeah, I've read this, I've read that, I've read that, and it looks like Google's going this direction. And my problem is I think it's going to fail, and I don't know what happens next, and that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of rightfully so. I mean, I, I know I got a lot of flack, um, you know, a, a number of months ago writing an article that Google Plus won't be a Facebook killer. Well, that, that didn't go over well on Search Engine Watch. Um, 
but I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, they are they are gaining some ground. Um, but who is it, right? And I mean, that's that's what we're seeing. And, and you know, good for them for gaining some ground. And there's, I, I've said it from the beginning, and I'll say it again. There's some great features in there. Um, you know, there's there's some. some Google Plus rocks. It's a great machine. It, it is a great machine. No argument here. But it's not a machine, you know, my dad's going to switch from Facebook to Google Plus to use. But right? I mean, although, you know, using that whole Google find wants in to thing be is, producing is the results the way they say they're going to be producing them, your dad needs to switch. But he's, you're right, he's not going to. He's not going to. Well, and even you go to, let's say, go over to, um, to Search Engine Watch. I mean, this is a group of people who are reading over here who are you know, highly used to things like Google Plus, this and that. Um, I'm on the article right now, um, cracking down, Google cracking down on unnatural links. Um, yeah, Miranda's piece, yesterday yeah, for sure. By, by Miranda. If you look at the numbers here, 492 on tweets, 83 on Facebook likes, 34 on Google Plus ones. Okay, this is the, the sort of disparity among people who predominantly all the readers are going to have Google accounts. <laughs> uh, and this is sort of how this is, is still breaking down. People aren't engaging um, in that one. And until people do, and I don't, I, I'm not confident Google's actually going to crack the code into the hearts and minds of people to start using that plus one button and, and, and Google Plus in the way that they use Facebook. Until they do, it, it's not going to be effective the way they want it to be. Um, and worse for Google right now is they're using it for signals. The only people that really are, are, are in there and using it a lot are a bunch of marketers, predominantly male, um, you know, oh who, are, who are basically, you know, and, and now, you know, I mean, they're, they're getting a lot more business owners in there and stuff like that. Okay, so now everybody's plus wanting themselves. <laughs> and everybody's putting out their own news and, and this and that and the other thing and communicating with people who are kind of like them already because they're either business owners in their industry who are, you know, sort of communicating with each other. They're not getting in front of the people they want to. <laughs> they're not getting the opportunity to, to get in front and, and get their signals, their, their plus one signals and, and their personalization signals from people like my dad or my grandma or my sister. Right? They're getting it from people like me. Right? Well, I have ulterior motives when I'm in there on one of my clients' business sites. I mean, I'm going to be fully up in front about that. <laughs> uh, you know, you know and I'm sure you do, and I'm sure you know everybody else does. Is is there's an ulterior motive? I'm trying to look at ways to put the, the content and, and get the plus ones and, and and this and that and the other thing. Um, but I'm not getting the natural ones. And until they accomplish that, um, it, it's basically a. a a problem. I mean, let's look at um, you know a great example. I'm sure you remember Overture's keyword suggestion tool. I mean, it was it was it was the go-to keyword tool for ages. It was free. It had lots stop. of data. Sir. It was fundamentally flawed, and then it was drawing the wrong data. Right? I mean, it, it was good. It was the best we had, um, but it wasn't drawing Google's results, and that's where most of the action was happening and, and, and patterns, search patterns were different on Google than in other places. So we were basing our information on flawed data. Google's being forced to do that too. They've got this segment of data right now and until they can get my grandmother in there and my sister in there actually using it like they use Facebook, they're going to be making these assumptions on flawed data where it's based on people like me and you and, and, and you know Google Plus users that have a fundamentally different demographic and trying to apply those those results to other people, and either they're going to have inferior um, personalization because a lot of my activity is geared towards my my business or my clients or, or this that, no. and the other thing, um, or 
Um, they're going to be applying global truths to behavior based on too small a data set, and, and that's you know where Overture became kind of invalid. And then I'm sure you remember that, where you'd you see know, results Google, in the Google real world saved totally itself. different from Overture. Google could have saved itself a whole bunch of time and a whole bunch of money by simply great, simply integrating Alexa results into its algorithm, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just said, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, everybody out there, one, download one the Alexa say tool that, now. Um, back Be when relevant. Microsoft was doing their pitch to buy a, a little chunk of Facebook um, for advertising rights into the network, you know, maybe Google at that time should have upped their game and spent less money on more data uh, and more accurate data from a large segment of, of the population um, and just, just you know, basically gone, we, we can't duplicate that. I know they've tried to, but they will, in the end of the day, fail in what they're trying to do there. They, don't get me wrong. They will, will create a, a good network with lots of stuff, but they're not going to be pulling in the data that I think they're hoping um, yeah. They're going to be able to pull in, and either yeah, either they're going to end up personalizing wrong to the people that they're personalizing to, um, or they're they're going to be personalizing globally based on on invalid assumptions. So, okay, so it'll be an so, interesting thing to watch as as things go forward. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to take some flack for that by uh, by some Google fanboys, but um, it, it doesn't make it less true. We're going to have to put our thinking caps on for the next two and a half minutes while we go to break because I'm going to come back with the question. If we think, and we seem to be in absolute agreement on this, that you know, Google Plus and Search Plus Your World and you know, these new data-heavy initiatives are going to fail, I want to, you know, I, I want to leave the audience with a what-the-hell-do-you-do-now plan, but we can't do that until we uh, come back from this break here on WebCology.com. On webmasterradio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beefstock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. In 500 yards, C-P-A Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, C-P-A Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. 
Ebrams. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. Ebrams. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. Ebrams. Let Ebrams manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the final final segment of this episode of Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's quarter to the hour here on the Eastern Time Zone. It's probably the same on the Western Time Zone. Um, and... Uh, we're talking about what happens with Google, and I, 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 I left our conversation going into break with the open question: um, What's the takeaway from this? What are we supposed to do? And um, in the chat room, Brian Donovan writes: Going forward, I think social starts to replace links. SEOs will have to tone the weighting of content down, or weighting of content down, and uh, keep up with the Matt Cuts tributes. Um, I'm going to postulate that social actually replaced links like sometime late last year or early this year. At least it did in my practice. I've been spending a huge amount of time paying attention to social media, not to get the links exactly, but to get the traffic. Um, and Dave, you, we, we got it. We got to do it. It's called inbound marketing, eh? It is, and this is where, and, and, and going back to right before commercial break, while I was mentioning, um, you know, had Google, they won't, or they, they can, but had they just bought, um, you know, a, a, little, a little slice of, uh, a slice of Facebook, that's the sort of thing they could see. Now, if I have Google Analytics installed, yes, they can start to pick up um, these, these click-through rates, but if I don't, they're, they're going to have some problems picking up the internal social signals um, from Facebook and, 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 you know, that sort of thing. So I think that could have been a, a, a bigger win, um, which, you know, at least in the short term, I think is going to kind of go to waste uh, a little bit on Microsoft's part. Um, no no disrespect to, uh, to our friends over at Bing, because I know a search engine is a very hard thing to build. Um, but you just don't have the traffic yet to, uh, uh, you know, Kind of, kind of have the same, the same oomph that uh, that Google could have pulled out of that one, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it gets unique. But you look at something like, say, uh, well, as, as Brian points out, and, and one, uh, it's predominantly women, but I do like it is Pinterest. Um, although I try and avoid going there unless I'm on like lunch break or something, because I do find shiny things just flicker all over the place in half an hour. Well, that, that's the whole point of Pinterest, isn't it? Through, it's all shiny uh, things. Big chunk of that's time, the beauty and I'm of it. Going there to look up that thing. Um, but just the way that it works internally with their links, Google can start to pick up some signals there. So, I mean, looking at, at, at sites like that, um, yeah, they can pull these more natural signals. You know, they can, if you look at how it's structured, they can pick up what's more common and, and where people are, are going to tend to go and, and things like that. Um, 
you know, so so Pinterest is is a bit of an exception there because inherent in the way it's it's laid out, um, you know, they they can they can glean some additional information from it. Facebook, as we know, is, is a little more of a closed uh, closed garden. So. Um, they, they yeah, you know, one, one more thing I want to note: uh, they, Google can still extract data from Pinterest because Pinterest doesn't hate them yet. <laughs> well, there's there's that. I mean, they, you you can't convince me that somebody over at Pinterest isn't thinking to themselves, "Hey, somebody could buy us." <laughs> like, I mean, that's you build a, a community like that. That's that's got to be. You know, I guess it doesn't have to be your end game. Oh yes, it right. does. <laughs> oh yes, it but, does. But there's Unless a very good Mark chance it is. And, you're gonna, and, you're um, and if they can show, you know, if, if Google's crawling it and seeing all these signals and seeing the traffic bouncing around back and forth, um, you know, or or Bing or or any other major property, um, you, you just know that this is this is going to be a, a good buy, right? So well, I mean, indeed. I, I could definitely see one of the larger properties purchasing uh, Pinterest as long as Pinterest can show over time um, more and more. Um, you know, community members joining, um, you know, more and more activity coming in, and and you know, hopefully a, a diversified um, profile of of who their demographic is. You know. Well, yeah, but here's the problem: eh? there's only so many advertising dollars to go around on the web, and we know how diluted those advertising dollars are on the mm-hmm. web. Um, Twitter, they're still, I mean, they're making money. They're show they're they're in the black. They're showing profit. But they're still not the revenue machine that Facebook or Google is. Unless you're Mark Zuckerberg and able to take your company public, which it looks like he's going to be doing towards the end of May. Um, I Honestly, the economics of it all says your play is to design something that gets, gets bought by a bigger fish. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only thing that makes sense. Um, now, who knows what's going to happen with Pinterest? Maybe, just maybe, Pinterest will get bought out by Google. Maybe it'll get bought out by Yahoo. And I think you're dead right, Brasco, when you say Pinterest could have happened years ago with Yahoo Flickr, except, of course, Yahoo screwed that one up. Um, that's Yahoo. God. <laughs> Yahoo? Um, well, people, one of the things to note about um, an, an allure of, of um, Pinterest uh, or, or that Pinterest might hold to somebody like Google is if they purchase it and folded it in um, and made it sort of part of their web properties and, and sort of to attract these people to using Google as a social structure. Really, they are hitting one of the core, purchasing one of the core demographics that they are missing in the Google Plus, um, yeah. which is it's predominantly geeky, it's predominantly male, it's predominantly business, you know, this and that. Whereas, as I mean, well, there's definitely a lot of business owners in Pinterest, but it's predominantly female as opposed to predominantly male. It's uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's just it, it's predominantly a lot more just people being people <laughs> in there because it's 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 built to be that way, um, and so really even past just owning it as a property to 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 monetize and advertise in, I, I could see them doing it just to go and now we've got them. <laughs> and, and, and we've rolled them in here. And as long as they don't make too many stupid changes to the user interface and, and the simplicity of its layout, um, I, I think they could do very, very well to, to just grab, basically grab that demographic, roll them in, you know, give them some time to, to attach it to their Google profile as a login in, instead. And uh, well, you know what? Like seriously, the advice that I gave about half the smart-ass comment I made about like twenty minutes ago about that maybe they should have just bought Alexa instead. This is actually serious advice, and I really hope somebody at Google... Okay, I said Google, so the tape should start running now. Google. Guys, listen to this, okay? Buy Pinterest. You need to plug a hole. 
you made this hole, you got to plug it. Pinterest is your way to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got nothing else. And you've done it. There may be somebody sitting over at Google, and this would be a good angle to be world. taking going. Yep, we are, but we're just going to wait because we think more and more people will keep joining it like this, and we'll wait till we've got them all at their maximum, you know, accumulation rate. Then we'll buy it, <laughs> like, uh, rather yeah, than buying it now and having like, people go, "Oh, it's just another Google property." Well, I don't want to be part of Google, right? <laughs> okay, let's yeah, wait. Yeah, till we've got all of them in there. I'm sorry, all it using for it, and then go. It? And now we're taking it. It'll be more expensive, but they'll be purchasing more users at the same time. So, indeed, although they uh, they did buy YouTube early, and that worked well. Yeah, that, that was is, that was a real win. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, a, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. But I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it would be a, a great win for uh, for Google at some point to uh, to acquire Pinterest. But you know, somebody, the folks over at Google. I mean, we can we can rag on them about this or that or, or the other thing. But these are a bright group of people, both technically and from a business standpoint. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody over there um, is it, it's on their radar of stuff to do. Well, um, I do hope so, because the then we'll know what to do. But yeah. we're down to our last minute, and there's a couple of announcements that I, 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 I want to get in here. Anyone who's familiar with SES, especially from the speaker end of things, Marilyn Kraft has uh, – she's retired. SES New York was her last show. So um, on behalf of uh, – uh, certainly on behalf of Dave, on behalf of myself, uh, Marilyn's been great to both of us over the years – Yep. Um, and on behalf of Webmaster Radio, Marilyn, we love you. We're going to miss you. Best of everything in your future. Um, I can't think of many people who were nicer and kinder, more honest, uh, with as much integrity as that woman. Um, and I'm going to miss her so much. Yep. Agreed. Number Agreed. Yeah, two. She, she made my first one back in 2006 an absolute pleasure and far easier than it could have been. So. No doubt. Um, Speaking of somebody who does have that kind of integrity, who is what who is I've I've always said one of the most underrated SEOs ever. Actually, host of SEO one hundred and one, so he's repairing that. Um, and I think one of the nicest, most scrupulous, and most honest people in the industry, Ross Dunn. Dude's in Hawaii. Ross Dunn. It's his birthday today. Ross at stepforth.com. Again, Ross at stepforth.com. Send him a birthday message. Find him on Facebook. Hell, go to Hawaii and crash his party. But, Ross, happy birthday, brother. I love you. Thank you for everything. Um, any last words, Dave? We're down to 30 seconds. Yours. No, that's about it. You know what? I, 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 I wanted to make sure you got Marilyn in there, but uh, that didn't, uh, didn't go unnoticed on your radar. Fantastic to hear. Happy birthdays out to Ross. Glad that got taken care of. And uh, I guess we just got to say goodbye, and we got an exciting show next week. We have an amazing show next week. Don't know what it is yet, but I know it'll be fun. Folks, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beat Talk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. There's incredible stuff coming up on the network, and we'll talk to you next week.